and welcome to episode 192 of No Crying in Baseball, the Sticky Business episode. My name is Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey, Sticky Business. So does that mean we get to like run around and dance in our underwear like that sliding in? Well, I don't know why that makes today any different than the usual. <laughs> that's right. But sure, if that's what you want to do to celebrate Father's Day, that's what you should do. Happy Father's Day. We had a good Father's Day. We had a hot hot Father's Day. We did. We went to see the Bowie Bay Sox play, and it's always a good Father's Day when there's baseball involved. There are people having catch on the field, including my kid and emergency backup dad, Mr. Potty Mouth, which was pretty fun. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And seeing the kids run the bases, but it was amazing because it was it was hot. Have I said that it was hot today? It was, it was, so it was really hot. hot today. It was so hot. It was so hot that... I, we melted, I think, and then had to, had to like chill for a while before we reconvened to record. So that explains why I am now wearing a T-shirt with a very very scary pierogi that has teeth on it and drinking rum out of a baseball-shaped glass. So I, I, we have no... I, I don't know how to explain what's going to happen next. There's, there's, it's going to be weird. It's a really cute shirt, so y'all have to go check out our Instagram thing because there, there will be... Hopefully I'll remember to take it. There'll be a video up there with Patty talking with this shirt on. It looks like the pierogi's talking. That's the weird thing. Yeah, everybody's talking. Yeah. Everybody's talking. Yeah, so Father's Day stuff was super fun. and uh, And we had a whole weekend of baseball fun because as i've been talking about the past couple episodes my friend santiago the yankees fan is visiting we gave him back his jeter shirt briefly so that he could wear it when we went to the batting cages so i think i also tweeted a thing of my oppo hit like i it's because i can't swing or shit it was impressive you looked great you had good form you got some distance you had the enthusiasm i mean you showed qualities of a baseball boyfriend hey yeah, I just, and now I also know what to improve. And I like the thing of taking video because then you see yourself. And like, sure. I know what I was supposed to do. I just wasn't doing it. And then, you know, so now like looking at it, I'm like, oh, I need to pick up my arm there, move my hips a little. I, I'm going to keep working on it, but I do need batting gloves. I do have the blister situation. I got you covered. I found some. Oh, wow. Far out. Sure enough. Far out. Hey, we have other good things going on. I want to give a big shout out. Thank you to Adrian Rodriguez. Our new volunteer. We have a volunteer. We have I'm a vol- so grateful. Yeah. So Adrian heard our plea. We've mentioned the need for an intern in passing maybe just a few dozen times to get our shit together. And Adrian's going to help us get our shit together. So I'm, we're very, very grateful and looking forward to getting to know Adrian better. On today's show, we've got Baby Shark and Boyfriends Hitting Bombs. Our police blotter features those sticky substances housing in the minor leagues or lack thereof. And Joey Votto. Briefly, the D-backs are breaking records they don't want to be breaking, and COVID protocols are being relaxed throughout MLB, and what could possibly go wrong? I can't imagine. But first, we get to talk about Baby Shark. I can't wait to go back to Nats Park. So the other thing, baseball thing we did this weekend was Friday night. We went to Nats Park and saw a a fantastic game between the Nats and the Mets, and it was a ninth-inning walk-off. Jan Gomes was the man of the hour, so there was lots of fun stuff, but... You know, it's it's still not that 2019 feel because there is no baby sh- or there was no baby shark. But Until, as of today, dun, dun, dun. the shark is back. Gerardo Para got brought up from the Rochester Red Wings, and uh, I'm excited to go back. And he said that he's keeping oh this fucking cat behind me. Sorry, the cat <laughs> is attacking the furniture. Get down, cat. All right. Oh, two you got cats. two at once. Oh, holy shit! That was a double cat removal situation. All right. So Para said that he was going to continue using Baby Shark because it's his song. 
So the, I'm all about that. He was he did okay in Rochester, not sparkling, but I th- I'm guessing what did it was this past week. I actually had him flagged for notes because he had a grand slam. Yeah, he did. And even though his average was a little on the low side, two nineteen. I think a grand slam in the clutch because it was a go-ahead in the past week is enough to catch people's attention. And everybody knows that, you know, that that the spirit is also a really important thing. And if the Nats have room on their roster to bring him in for his sparkling personality, occasional home run, and lots of baby shark, I am all for it. Yeah, I think you might just give them the kickstart that they need, but I'm worried that that was the enticement to get you to go up to Rochester with me for a weekend in August, and now if if Baby Shark is down here, I don't know if I can get you to do that. But we could do another road trip, unless you have to go to Rochester. Was that like a have-to-bring-stuff-up road trip, right? My kid will be in Rochester, so that's always a nice thing. We'll figure something out. Enough of that. Enough of that. Hey, so I was going to tell you about my boyfriends hitting bombs, and the hilarious thing was they did it all in the same game against each other. That's awesome. So yesterday, the O's and the Blue Jays had basically a home run derby against each other. There were nine home runs hit in this game, and three, four, five, six, seven of them were hit by three of my boyfriends, two oh, current, wow. one previous. So Ryan Mountcastle, who you might remember was my is my O's pick, and I said, oh, he is going to win Rookie of the Year, and then he start, he had a very slow, painful start, so I'm like, oh, maybe I regret that, but no, he has kicked it into high gear. He had a three-home run game Sweet. yesterday. He went four for four. That fourth run was a measly single, but he got it anyway. In 24 at-bats in the past week, he's got an OPS of 1.4. He had 11 hits and eight RBI. So that's pretty good. He has started to show up in people's voting for like preliminary. You know how they do like, you know how we check in on our predictions? Yeah. A lot of baseball writers have their like intermediate, like if if you had to vote today, who would you vote for? And he's starting to edge back onto that list. So I have a lot of confidence there. And of course, my former O's boyfriend from two years ago, Cedric Mullins, who I picked two years too soon. So A, I had a good eye. But B, I jumped the gun on him. He is like MVP caliber right now. He had two home runs in this game I'm talking about. And he also had two home runs the day before in the previous game. He went two for four. But his his OPS for the for the week is 1.37, eight hits, six RBI, and two stolen bases. Ooh, and the, the, wow. the, two, uh, the two home runs that he hit the day before this game that I'm talking about was his t-shirt giveaway. Day. So that I think well was pretty nice. And they were playing the Blue Jays, where my current boyfriend is, Marcus Simeon, who also had two home runs in that game. Oh, wow. Out of, um, he went two for four, and, you know, both of them were home runs. His OPS is over one, and the, and the, for the past week, and for the past week, he had seven RBI. He scored eight runs. He's tied fifth in the majors for home run totals with 18, and he is in first place currently in all star game voting for second base. Really? So, my boys, past and present, are, are lighting it up, and I like it. Wow. I'm going to have to go do more All-Star voting. Me I know too. that I am behind on that. I did enjoy your um, your hair above replacement ballot. Yeah. I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> I think I need to do that more. That does, It's always good to support the hair. So the boyfriend thing that we're talking about, just to do the quick summary, is that in the offseason, Patty and I pick these guys one per week per team because they're cool. Something about them beyond the field that we like. And then we keep checking in on them when they're actually doing stuff during the season. So if you're interested in any of these guys that we are talking about and you haven't been listening to us 
too long, go back and check some of those back episodes. I had some young, hot boyfriends. Boy, that's a really bad thing to clip out. But it's I, impressive I, that, in fact, you did have young, hot boyfriends. So, you know. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, nobody take that out of context, please. My young, hot boyfriends um, are hitting a lot of home runs. So Vladimir Guerrero Jr. had been leading until Patty told me as we were sitting down today that um, Otani just tied up with home runs with Vladdy, right? Yes, indeed. So there's a little bit, I would think, of MVP candidate stuff going on. So they must be tied at 23. I believe so. And then Tatis Jr., it would be still leading the National League at that point, unless I missed something else today. And you guys are going to hear this a few days later, so this is all slightly old. But there, just know that those guys are up there. And also, you know, Tatis left the, yesterday's game with a shoulder right. situation. So we haven't checked back in on that yet. I don't know if you have, but nope. I was busy at a minor league game. so I was too. Yeah. Yeah. So that happened. Um, I hope the best for Tatis. And, but yeah, maybe he'll, won't be bursting ahead in the, in the number one home run for a little while. I don't know. The other thing to to pick up from this week with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is there was a brawl and I didn't write down all the details between the O's and the Blue Jays, as Patty aforementioned series. And I know that, uh, shit, it was, I know it was because the pitcher hit the batter. And Vladdy and Freddie Galvis were neither one of those. But somehow the benches cleared, and they were involved in the brawl. And what caught my eye, of course, was the quality hair above replacement, thank you, Ollie, of both of them together. Because Vladimir Guerrero Jr., picked up Freddie Galvis of the O's, who I have said before on this show definitely has one of the best QHARs that there are. That's quality hair above replacement. Thank you again, Ollie, in the league. And to see all that, those locks swinging together was pretty cool. But you said he picked up Freddie Galvis, yeah. like lifted like him lifted into the him. air? Which I think, I mean, they must have a decent relationship because they are on opposite teams. Brenches had cleared. There weren't any punches thrown, but it seemed like Vladdy was removing Freddie from getting involved or in anything worse. And uh, Vladdy is 6'2", and Freddie is 5'10", and Vladdy also has a good 60 pounds on him. He's also a lot younger, though. Like, Freddie Galvis has been playing for years. He's 31 years old. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is 22. Yet he felt comfortable enough to pick up his friends, swing him like a sack of potatoes, and yeah, you put know, him six two two fifty. You feel pretty comfortable picking people up, yeah. I think. <laughs> sure, but it's it's a cute it's a cute little clip to watch. Very nice. On to the sticky substances. Wait, I'm going to take a break and drink some more of my my rum cocktail out of my the baseball shaped glass to get ready for the sticky substances. This yeah, is a really tasty cocktail, by the way. Mine is audible because it's down to ice, and I'm not sure if I can call for tech support. But let's let's have a rant first, and then maybe I'll refill. Okay, so. We have been previewing this whole sticky subs, sub, substances woo, debate yeah, cocktail above. And we had said that soon MLB would release their list of punishments. You're caught with this. Here's what's going to happen to you. Well, that happened this past Tuesday. My two main points, my two main problems with all of this are as follows. They are not in any way separating any gr- substance used only for grip to maintain control from the kind of substance one uses to actually enhance their performance. And they are different, and mm-hmm. they are different problems when you take things away. So there's that point. Put a pin in that for a second. The other one is they're making a change kind of suddenly mid-season. They didn't make this change in December right. when pitchers had some time to work through, okay, if I can't do it the way I've done it for 
15 years since I was in Little League. What am I going to, you know, how am I going to do this? What? So they have some time. They don't. They have, okay, by, by the way, Monday. So yesterday, for when you're hearing this, this stuff is going to be enforced. Here's what's going to happen. There will be, it's a zero tolerance policy, a 10-day suspension for having any foreign substance anywhere on you, including the sunscreen rosin um, mixture, which is the most commonly used thing just for control of the ball, not for performance enhancement, but for control of the ball. You can still use rosin and you can wear sunscreen because, you know, it's a safety thing. Right. But you cannot mix them. So there's that. The memo from the commissioner's office said that any substance gives an unfair competitive advantage, and that's what they want to get rid of. They want to level the playing field, um, which, again, if you're not separating these things, it's, it's not okay. But also, when that player gets suspended for 10 days, the team cannot replace them on the roster. So the whole team oh, suffers wow. for you know this perceived problem with one pitcher. The umpires are going to do what they call thorough checks on the hats, gloves, fingertips, whatever, Hmm. of the starting pitcher more than once during a game and every relief pitcher as they either end an inning or when they leave the game if it's mid-inning. Catchers are going to get checked regularly. And any position player who gets checked because they are suspected of having, it could be maybe the guy on third base, you know, know, when they throw the ball around, maybe he's doing something to the ball and throwing it to the pitcher. Who knows? So if that guy gets caught, the pitcher also gets ejected because... He did it, and then the pitcher's touching the ball. I guess, can I ask you a really stupid question? What's the problem with sticky substances? Like, if we just said, everybody use whatever sticky stuff you want to use. It's 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 PEDs. Unfair competitive advantage in the yeah. eyes of MLB. But I, I get the PED that it's, like, also bad for your health, and it's bad, you know, you're encouraging kids and blah, blah, blah. But if this is something, I mean, I think what it comes down to is that there are going to be less hits. Right? No, they're going to be more hits, I think. Actually, if, so interestingly, offense has gone up a tiny bit as pitchers have stopped using, using this. It. Okay. Um, because they can't get the ball to the exact spot they right. want to with how they want it. But there will likely be more hit batters. Yeah. And there will possibly be more injuries right. to pitchers. Yeah. I mean, there's, there, yeah. There was a notable injury right now yeah, to a pitcher. Yeah, No, I just want to clarify what I meant. What I meant is that if you let everybody use it, I think what MLB is worried about is that people are going to hit less. Like if everybody's using sticky substances, like that's the problem because it's not a health issue. It's not like, I don't, I mean, the unfair advantage thing, if you just clear the field, that's what I don't get. Well, this is the thing. If they made it uniform, right. that would eliminate the problem. Yeah. If everybody used the same thing and everybody did it, right. that would be fine. But right now you've got guys using whatever they want to use. You've got, you know, Garrett Cole talking around the fact that he may or may not use that spider tap right. stuff, which is very different than the rosin sunscreen stuff. It really does increase your spin rate, whereas the rosin sunscreen thing just kind of keeps it so the ball doesn't just fly out of your hands in a way you don't want it to do. So there were other ways to approach it. You're exactly right. There are other ways to approach this to get what they say they want. And what they're doing doesn't quite get them there. Yeah, because it's sort of like with anything, when you ban it completely, you know, it's, it's worse than like letting people compromise and figure out like, you know, encourage rosin and sunscreen or whatever it is. So so pitcher Jerry Blevins 
um, had this this little this this thread on Twitter about this that ended with this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. Because there are some guys who are absolutely using the sticky stuff for performance enhancement and every and then there most people are using the lower end things. Someone referred to it as it's more like five miles over the speed limit as opposed to hundred miles over the speed right. limit, right? They're using this thing for safety just so these baseballs don't fly out of their hands. Um, and now they can't do any of that because of what's happening with these guys at the far mm-hmm. end with the super duper stuff. And instead of figuring out a way to just be safe for everybody. Right. So a couple of guys, the couple of guys are ruining it for everybody. Yeah. Wine, yeah. wine, wine. And then, the, and then there's that, the injury thing that you started talking mm-hmm. about. So it's, it's injure it's, it increases injury risk apparently on both ends. So it increases the risk of the batter being hit because the pitcher is going to have less control and these balls are going very, very fast. And then somebody like Tyler Glass now is saying that his recent injury, big time, partially torn ulnar collateral ligament and flexor tendon strain. Yep, that's it. Which is very, very close to, to needing Tommy John yep. surgery. They're not saying that that's what's going to happen right now. He's on the 68-day IL, and he's been totally shut down for four weeks. And they're trying to do some sort of treatment, and then they'll re- they'll check it after four, four to six weeks. But... I think psychologically, you know, for a pitcher to be totally shut down for four weeks is a big fucking deal. And so now he's saying that maybe it's because you're not letting me use sticky stuff. Nope. He's saying it's 100% that because he said, I have pitched the same way for years and you have just asked me to stop and change how I do. I've been doing this all along. So I switched grips. I had to grip the ball harder and differently. And that screwed him up. The quote is, I 100% believe that contributed to me getting hurt. No That's really doubt. interesting. No doubt. Because middle of the season, out of nowhere, you can't do it the way you've been doing it all of this time. Yeah. Lou Trevino, um, the A's release, relief pitcher, said, you know what? Just make it so the ball's not a, a pool cube. You know, that's all. <laughs> put, some, put something on the ball yeah. first, which I thought I hadn't heard that one before. It's like before you bring a ball into the game, have somebody doctor it up the way they doctor every single ball. And yeah. so that would be consistent. And then the pitcher has a ball that's already, you know, got is, is ready to be gripped in, the, in a way that is approved by MLB. Like, that's brilliant. Yeah. Because, you know, pitchers have been saying the balls are not the same. Some are super slick. Some feel like suede. Yeah. And that's that you can't. You know, so one one um, opinion is, you know what, pitchers are going to throw out a lot of balls. They're going to say, can't oh, throw God. this one, it's out. Can't throw this one, it's out. So screw pace of play with all the, you know, spot checking of pitchers and catchers. And then right. also pitchers saying, nope, not going to throw this one. And the enforcement, like Terry Francona of Cleveland said, you're asking umpires to do something they've never done before. So these umpires are now checking, like, do they know what to look for? Did they know the difference between just plain rosin? Maybe on, you know, the, he's already got sunscreen on. And right. you know, this, how do they know? What are they going to check? My favorite one is um, Carlos Radon, who said, <laughs> the White Sox, who said, it's hard to see this when you're giving out 10 game suspensions for, you know, for, for cheating, but you give the Astros no suspensions right. at all. So if Rob Manfred can look at himself in the mirror and say, hey, I'm doing the right thing, that's fine. You can't suspend the team you actually knew was cheating during a playoff game. That's on you. That is super interesting because the, the Astros comparison comes into everything. And the whole thing with the Astros is that they didn't want to 
to to penalize the players, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So here is like directly pl- penalizing players. It's like the direct opposite. So I, that's a really good point. When when the league could just do better in all the ways that we just discussed and make this equitable and safe and get the thing done that they want to get done without turning into a freaking police state, yeah. that's going to be dangerous. And actually, you know what? The the about back to the guys getting hurt, the the batters getting hurt. There are more guys getting hurt with the spider tag stuff because guys are able to throw harder oh. and faster, but they may not have the control because they're they're not throwing it with the control they had. They're they're throwing it with the control by the spider tag. So that is an issue. Huh. But what's gonna increase are the guys that are gonna start getting hit because the ball is just slippery. Right. So yeah, that's scary. But also, yeah. you know, no control of the ball, it's gonna blow up. Yeah. No, I like I like the pool cue treatment. That yep. sounds like a good plan. Yep. So uh, speaking of things blowing up, my boyfriend Joey Votto blew up. Uh, <laughs> he was so Joey Votto. I had picked I think our first season as my Reds guy, and partly because he seems he's pretty chill. He really is like a, a very very intelligent, level headed kind of dude. Canadian, you know, usually calm tempered up there. Um, he was ejected in the first inning in their game against the Padres at Petco after being called out on, on a checked swing. And though you're not supposed to argue stuff like that. And you'd think that he, I don't know. I don't know what was surrounding surrounding it, but he chirped. And he actually, like, if you look at the video, did circles around the umpire, like trying to keep talking, even though the E's already out of there. And then his manager went in to defend him. Dave Bell also got thrown out. And a Padres fan apparently above the dugout was chirping a little bit too hard, and he got thrown out of the park. But the biggest, the saddest um, situation out of this was the little girl who came in her Joey Votto shirt and burst into tears because the player that she had come to see, she, they, her family, I think the, the deal was that the parents are originally from Ohio, but they live not too far from San Diego somewhere, but they're, you know, bringing their kid up right, which is, you know, what we did, and you're the home team, and... The kid had picked Joey Votto, and she was all excited to see him, and then he gets ejected in the first inning. So this got retweeted and posted on Instagram, and it got back to Joey Votto, and she got a signed baseball that says, I'm sorry I didn't play the entire game. And a Twitter feed, one of the fans, like everybody jumped on this thread, one of the fans gave her a Joey Votto Funko Pop doll. Oh, that's great. And then today, she got to actually meet Joey Votto. Yeah, like before the game, they snuck her down there, he signed something else, and they got a little picture together. Oh, Abigail. I'm so happy. So that is a happy ending, and I hope whatever happened to Joey, whatever words were said that he... Acted appropriately, That's right. Say. That's say. right. Hey, so we mentioned we went to the Bay Sox today. Um, a couple of us were wearing our Unionize the Miners shirts specifically because we were at the Bay Sox because you may have seen over the past week that Advocates for Minor Leaguers was posting about this, that although the Bay Sox very admirably paid for housing for their players for the first month of the season... They're stopping now. Now, obviously, housing is paid for on away games. So the, the away team hotel, that's that's covered. But when they're playing at home, the players are then back to having to take care of themselves. And in the past, sometimes it, like a bunch of guys get an apartment together or whatever. But in COVID times, they oh. still wanted to keep people separate and all of that. So 
So it gets back to advocates for minor leaguers from several of the guys on the Bay Sox who say this team hotel that we now have to use is going to cost us 80% of our paycheck. That's crazy. Right? And then, uh, so we're going to go sleep in our cars instead because we can't afford this. We can't live on 20% of the $900 we're getting for two weeks. You know, uh, know, once you take out the housing, that's all we've got left. So it was then posted that the Bay Sox came back and dropped the cost to 40%. But that's not exactly true. What they said was, if you're fully vaccinated, you can share a room with somebody. So you are paying half as much because you're getting half a room. So it is more affordable, but it's not, we found you a better rate. Or they're kicking in at all. Right, right. And, you know, the owner of the Orioles is worth $2 billion. Holy shit. the OSGM says, well, you know, the players know they can come to us one-on-one if they're in difficulty and we'll help them out. It's got to be easy to do, right? So, well, number one, sure, there's that. And, you know, who, and an individual 20-year-old kid is going to complain to his GM right. about anything, right? That's not going to happen. And also, unionize the freaking miners so you yeah. don't have to go one-on-one. So you are working, you know, you have a bargaining unit. So you are working as a team here. Thank you very much. Now, I'm going to say a nice freaking thing about the Astros. The Astros purchased apartment buildings near every one of their minor league affiliates. Wow. So they can afford it. So can every single major league team. And then the players can live there and they they could just turn over those apartments as guys go up and down. Yeah. Right? New guy comes up to double A or, you know, leaves for triple A and another guy replaces him or whatever. There's always a place for that guy to stay. What a good investment. What you know? That's showing that you know you believe in these guys and you're willing to support them. Mm-hmm. And that's not hard to do, and it wouldn't be that, especially now that there are so many fewer minor league teams. How easy would that be to do? That's a good model. And wow, I'm gonna have to have another bit of rum out of my baseball shape glass because I just said the Astros are doing the right thing. That is, that it's just so frustrating. I don't, I just don't get it. Like you would think you'd want to invest on your upcoming talent. Yeah. Like these are your guys of the future. Why not put some money towards them? I mean, the the teams should be doing it. There is this great organization called More Than Baseball that, because of this situation, has reacted, and there are housing grants available. So if any listeners know of players in need, we will link the grant application to our notes. And More more Than Baseball has done an amazing amount to support minor leaguers, but the, the team should be doing this. Like, that's what's frustrating, because, yes, this organization's fabulous. Why isn't the team doing and individual fans stepped up. Yeah. You know, in, in in this thread, you'll see individuals saying, I live close to the, the Bay Sox ballpark. I have room for a couple of guys. I have neighbors who probably have room for a couple of guys. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really super generous. And that's lovely. And somebody else started a GoFundMe that to you know, send things like right back to the guys to pay for the hotel, you know, to help offset the cost of the hotel. It shouldn't be on the fans. Yeah. It should be on the team, man. I mean, I I love these fans opening their hearts and their homes and their wallets. That's, yeah. That means so much. But they shouldn't have to do it. That money should be like, I'm going to go buy a jersey and take my family to extra games because, you know, I can. Because I'm not paying for somebody else's employee to have a safe place to live. Right. Damn. <sighs> well... Just, just, I'm done with my yeah, deep, deep, deep and breath. Almost and, my cocktail. And maybe, you know, I don't know. I feel like I should have 
been more vocal at the game today, <laughs> being at the Bay Sox game. I bought their concessions and everything without saying anything. Oh, well, win or lose. Well, speaking of losing, I'm going to jump back over <laughs> to, to Major League and talk about the record-breaking Diamondbacks. And this makes me really sad because I'd been starting to follow the Diamondbacks and my former boyfriend, Eduardo Escobar. No, this year, I just didn't put him on my on my roster for our fantasy league. And he had been doing these cool victory dances, and I was wondering why I wasn't seeing them posted more often. Well, it's because they've been losing, and they've been losing a shit ton of losing. They do have the worst record in Major League Baseball currently. That would be behind the Orioles. And they just set a franchise record of 15 straight losses. And on top of that, they sent a complete league record of consecutive losses on the road with 23 And I don't know, this is when I last wrote it down, but they beat out the Philadelphia Athletics, who seemed to have existed in 1943, and the 1962 Mets. They both had 22 consecutive losses on the road, but now the 21 D-backs have broken that. So I'm sad because I really like Eduardo Escobar and his dancing, and I would like to see more of it in the very near future. I think that would be a very nice thing to have happen, so maybe, maybe things will turn around. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Hey, so things that are turning around are um, COVID-related. Um, yes and no. Yes uh, and no. I okay. all, all markers point to yes. Okay. I'm just nervous. Yeah. I'm just nervous. So we're down to just barely over 9,000 monitoring tests over the course of the week. Wow. Only one positive, who I believe was Stephen Matz, because he had to go on the COVID list because he had an inconclusive test. Huh. Um, but he, had, he was asymptomatic. So again... It only got caught because of this monitoring testing. It wasn't because it's like, oh, hey, you know, you can't okay. smell anything anymore and whatever. So that's amazing, yeah. right? 9,000, you know, tests and one positive probably. All parks are now at 100% or scheduled to be. Seattle is number 29. It's going to happen on July 2nd, hmm. except for Toronto because of the Canada thing. Oh, wow. So they can't go home yet. Um, but I've got to go home soon because with uh, with hockey playoffs, they've been allowing players to travel. And so I think th- I think something will get worked out, but it's not yet. So Toronto is the only one without a home field that has 100% capacity right now. So what we have learned, I mean, going to a, a Friday night Nationals game against the Mets, mm-hmm. those are usually nuts. And it was nuts, but it was, was nuts at 26,000 people instead yeah. of 35,000 people. True. So it, just because it's a 100% capacity allowed. I think a lot of people are still taking it easy and taking it slow and um, not quite packing it in yet. But here's what's happening. MLB is relaxing their protocols for the players and staff that are 100% vaccinated. So if you're fully vaccinated, um. you don't need to wear your masks really anywhere, like on the in the ballpark, like you were supposed to be. Um, you can eat out again with other fully vaccinated people. And actually, um, non-vaccinated players can eat with vaccinated players as long as they are masked, except when they're eating. How do you patrol that? You don't. That's really weird, right? too. They can also attend events. Like if they want to go to a sporting event as a spectator, if that venue, they have to follow whatever the health protocols are, pardon me, in that venue, they can do that. They're taking away those tracking devices 
that <laughs> that um, basically, you know, said, were you in close contact with somebody who then tested positive? Okay. Um, I don't think they're taking away their cell phones, so I think there are still tracking advice, yeah. devices involved. But the extra ones, they also said they're going to stop monitor testing, but I don't know if that's for everybody or just for the guys that are vaccinated. Hmm. That wasn't clear to me. And there's no distancing needed at all if you're 100% vaccinated. And you can use, like, if you're uh, your away team, you can use the hotel gym and swimming pools if they have protocols in, in place. Like, if people in the gym are masked and if there is distancing done in the pools, you can use that. So that's kind of a huge deal. And I'm sure a lot of people are breathing sighs of relief. And I'm just a little nervous that... Things aren't going to work as intended because there's always something. Yeah. There's always something. I'm going to be at a big test of that, I think. Like we were talking about the gnats didn't fill up. And, I, you know, we always talk about the O's aren't going to fill up anyway. But I'm going to the Yankees at Fenway this Friday coming yeah, up. Are. And that could be full. It could be full. It could be rowdy. And I'm, I don't know. I'll bring my mask. I don't know. I just – it's – I. I'm just going to hope for the best. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's a whole thing. So are you going to go to um, the Olympic qualifier? I would love to, but I don't see it in the stars. It is in Mexico. I don't know about international travel right now. So keep your um, eyes open for very soon. I don't even know what day it is anymore. I think this isn't like a week, June 22nd to it's 27th. It's days away. It's, it's, we, this, this episode will drop on the 22nd. It will? Yes. Oh, my God. So Time today. Flies. So today, when you're hearing this. Right. Today's the 20th. This is, yeah. So today, actually turn on whatever viewing device you have. There's an Olympic qualifier going on, and there are only three teams involved, Dominican Republic, Venezuela, and the Netherlands. And one of those lucky teams is going to make it to the Olympics. And um, the DR and Venezuela, at least, both dropped their, their rosters at this point. So you can see their rosters. There's some interesting omissions. And I think it was um, Bautista had been on the DR team the last one around, but he isn't this time. And then there are some other guys who are playing in Mexico who didn't get released, but I'll try to find some more scoop on that and repost it. I think that the Dominican Republic is going to take it. That's my prediction. I would like to see Venezuela take it, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. All right. All right. We'll know next time we record, maybe. Yeah. Pretty close to it. It could be. Pretty close to it. Hey, so we have a fantasy boyfriend baseball league that we made up of all of these boyfriends that we picked and we invited our friends to play along too and they have to follow our stupid stupid league rules like they can only have one guy from every team on their teams and all that and most of them are really much better at this than we are yeah well. and the only one change since last week in the standing karen is still number one but glenn and the hot mess baseball mom swapped places um <laughs> yeah hot mess baseball mom was number two and glenn was number three last week this I'm sorry, Brian. God damn Brian's it. Brian's number two, right? Yes. Brian's number two. Well, not last week. Oh, okay. I was saying last week. And Brian is now number two this week. Ah. And Hot Mess Baseball Mom is in third place. So those two swapped. Those two swapped. And then Glenn, number four. And then, you know, everybody else in the same order they were last week. I am never getting out of this because all of the Cleveland pitchers, except for Savale, are basically on the IL, and so I'm screwed. That is a rough thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know what my excuse is. I think that I need to check daily to make sure that the people who are on my lineup 
are actually playing that day. I do the best I can, though. And actually, um, Lewis from from Seattle, I've got to do something serious because he's on a bigger I.O. than he was last week. Uh-oh. Yeah, it does not look good. That is trouble. So, sigh. I don't know. That That's the way of fancy baseball. But thank you, all of our new friends, because our old friends and new friends have been playing with us this year. And it's super fun to get to know people and to hear from you guys. So I hope you're enjoying it as much as we are. Well, actually more, because I'm having a terrible time. Yeah, I hope you guys are really <laughs> enjoying, and we still haven't quite figured out what kind of honor we're going to bestow on you at the end, but there there should be some sort of honorific involved here. Well, you know what it could be? When I got this t-shirt with the scary pierogi on it, they also gave me like a, participa- a participation medal. Oh, that's yeah. perfect. Yeah, so, you know, perhaps it would be like the honorary pierogi. Yeah. That seems right. <laughs> in no way the honorary for whatsoever I I totally hey so it. if you're going to be going away to to boston are we going to record next week well if there where there's a will there's a way All i right. will be somewhere i'll bring a microphone we'll figure something out because we leave boston saturday and we're going to be in new york on sunday and then yeah. we come back on monday so there's there's going to be some way to do it all yeah. right all Maybe right from, new, from good old new york city while i hide out from all those New Yorkers. Well, while Potty Mouth is, is going to Fenway, I'll be going to a bunch of the local Thunderbolts games, our local collegiate wooden bat league, which is super fun. And um, I I need to figure out something because they're not doing well and I want them to do yeah. well. So I have to, um, what can I personally do to make a change here? I don't know if there's anything, but I'm going to think about that and try hard because I like these guys. Yeah. Have they're you, good beans. And you've been doing the rally cap thing and it hasn't been. Yeah, it hasn't been catching on. But you know what? What I really want is to get behind the microphone there. I think that is needed. I think I can make a real change. If only you had connections. If only I knew somebody. Well, stay tuned. We'll see what happens. Maybe <laughs> next week I'll have I'll have things to report. Cool. Cool. Hey, so if you're not going to Fenway or the Thunderbolts over the course of the week, I hope you're seeing some baseball wherever you are. And if you have time in between, please feel free to listen to past episodes, catch up on some old boyfriends that you hear us talk about. Tell your friends if you think they'd like to hear us talk about baseball. Leave us a review or rating if you can. Absolutely. Please find us on social media. Talk to us on Twitter at NCIB Podcast, Facebook and Instagram at No Crying and B-Ball. Hope you got your vaccine. We sure did. Wear your masks when you have to, when you should. Wash your hands, keep your distance. Fight the man at all times, please. And until next week, say goodnight, Potty Mouth. Good night, Potty Mouth. Testing one, two, three. How are we doing here with our new fancy microphone cord thing?